PD Raw is a podcast sharing the experiences and insights of people with personality disorders or traits by being brave and talking about the things that are shameful and painful. Humans demystify and destigmatize the things that we hide. The aim of this podcast is to let others know that they are not alone. By showing the reality behind our walls, we hope to bring people closer together, connecting in a more open and authentic way. Please be aware that, due to its topic, this podcast is adults only, not safe for work, and may contain triggering content. Before we start, it's important to clarify a few things about this next episode. Just over 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with narcissistic borderline personality disorder and ended up in a therapist's office. Uh, And luckily for me, I really connected with him. And in that office, I learned for the first time that I was not just my emotions and I was not just my behavior, that in fact, I was something beyond that. There is an essence of a person. And for the first time, I saw seen, accepted and loved because to be seen as you truly are is actually to be loved. And that gave me the strength to be able to tackle the things that I was dealing with. So without that acceptance, I never would have been able to move forward. Uh, And I end up finding out that that type of therapy is called psychodynamic psychotherapy. And I finished therapy after a number of years and I was so much more stable. Uh, I was able to function well um, and I got on with my life. I was a bit unconfident, a bit uh, shy, but that was fine compared to how I had been previously. Uh, A little over a year ago, a few things happened in my life and I was greatly triggered. I felt like uh, I had suddenly the world had turned upside down and I was seeing things completely differently. And I realized something very major had happened and the people who I had been dealing with uh, clearly had narcissism because I do know enough about it to recognize it. Uh, And so I started researching again and again, so I knew it was within myself as well. And the more I read, the more I realized that um, these aspects of myself had not fully been dealt with. So I looked online some more and I found a support forum for people with narcissistic personality disorder or traits. Uh, And on there, I met some really incredible people who are working very hard to develop themselves and to sort of struggle with these aspects of themselves, which are very, very difficult to live with. Uh, It's not a picnic. Um, People can joke, but uh, living with a Uh, personality disorder is incredibly painful, uh, incredibly difficult. And as I uh, mentioned, there's that uh, deep underlying sense that you are not okay as you are. And I think that's why a lot of the behaviors come out because they're in response to that feeling of being rejected, unwanted, uh, deficient, um, unworthy, etc. 
Anyway, uh, on this forum, we all go under uh, screen names, of course, because we don't want to reveal who we are to the world. Uh, we talk about very personal stuff and that anonymity allows us to be more open. So, in fact, we kind of talk from our hearts to each other rather than to our day-to-day -day persona. One of the people I met is called Mud. And they're quite incredible. Uh, they have faced a lot of challenges. But since becoming aware, since receiving that diagnosis, they have uh, read up on absolutely everything they could find about uh, psychodynamics, psychodynamic theory, and how treatment progresses. So they're very, very knowledgeable. So even though they haven't had the type of therapy that I had, they do understand uh, the whole uh, basis of it. And that starts with that acceptance, which is called um, unconditional positive regard. So I, I have experienced that. Um, and I am happy to give that to my guests because I do understand that you end up in that space, not because you want to, not because you had any choice, but because of what you experienced as a child. And so those uh, defences are actually there to protect you. They're there to help you survive, to keep you going. And when you do get to that space of feeling seen, heard, understood, accepted, supported, then you have the freedom and the strength you need to explore, to look at yourself, to understand what you're doing, and maybe then to be able to make different choices. So within this frame, every emotion is acceptable because we don't choose them. So instead of denying them, minimizing them, uh, devaluing them, invalidating them, we accept them, we face them, we look at them, and we try to understand them. So with that, I hope what you're about to listen to makes sense. Hello, Mud, and welcome to the pod. Hi, Nona. Hey. So, Mud, um, what's your diagnosis? Are you happy to share your diagnosis? Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, I've diagnosed with MPD or narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. What age were you when you got that diagnosis? Uh, 30. You don't, yeah. You don't have to be 31. honest if you don't want to be. 31. On, what, you think I'm lying already? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you might be 70 and embarrassed about your age. I could be. Mm. I think that more applies to me, though. No way. You? <laughs> I, I was thinking it's... you were trying to pretend to be way older than you were. No way. <laughs> no. Like, I'd like to be No younger. more than 12, right? <laughs> I'd like to just turn that clock back, that calendar. Mm. Oh, anyway. man. And you know what? was the worst, though. Yeah, but, like, I reckon 30 is really good. Yeah, it's pretty great. No, actually, it sucked. Well, it started well, pretty off. pretty great for me. 
<laughs> you're only just I don't know what getting you're doing into wrong, it. <laughs> just living. Yeah, my 30s actually started with a nervous breakdown and then the diagnosis. <laughs> oh, mm. what a way. What a way I to mean, begin. I've had a few, I don't know if they're nervous breakdowns, but I've, I've had a few um, episodes, you could say. Oh, tell me about I think, if I think you, they're fun. If, okay, tell me about them. No, oh, we're going straight into that. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I had a few, like, um, episodes of, uh, like, manic psychosis, and those are fun as hell. Um, yeah, what happened? I will, it's just, I start thinking that nothing is real and I, nothing matters. So I can just sort of do all the weird shit that I want. Um, oh, so it's like a emotional thing rather than say, um, hallucinating and stuff. It's a, it's like a psychological, right? like, like a, it's like a yeah, break but from reality. Is it like more? You your feelings detach. I get I get auditory hallucinations, but uh, feeling like um, yeah. But if you're feeling like things don't matter, that's like a a feeling rather than you know a visual or anything. It's a freedom. Okay. Like there's like I literally have no reason to not to to control my impulses. Okay. Hmm. How many of those have you had? Uh, like two, maybe there's a third one. You could, I don't know if that one counts or not. Uh, but two and of them, you know, ended me up in the hospital. So. Did you already have? <laughs> or jail. Like, I'm sure that I will end up in jail if I don't go to the hospital. Like, I, I want the, So the first one ended up, I was surrounded by a bunch of, you know, EMTs, firefighters, cops, and uh, a, a group of um, evangelical Christians who were commanding me in the name of Christ to get down from there. And I was standing <laughs> in a water feature and um, oh, really? <laughs> just completely like soaked. And they're like, you're going to get hypothermia. And I'm like, I know my body's acclimated. Like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> um, so, I, I don't now- really see why I should come down from here. Like, I, so tell me like i am sure some part of you enjoyed all that attention am i right no i thought that was annoying because they were stopping what i was doing (laughs) and i did not want to stop doing what i was doing and they're like hey listen you're gonna need to come down from there or otherwise we're gonna have to take you down um because we don't want you to get hurt and uh oh did they take you down you can either choose to go to the hospital or we're going to take you to jail. And I'm like, ah, ah. Gone to jail. should have gone to jail. <laughs> how long, <clears throat> sorry, how long were you in the hospital for? Uh, they kicked me out fast. Oh, okay. They did not like, did they you, did not like me. Was that your um, natural charm again? Oh, yeah, you could, you could definitely say that. Um, was I was being weird. Um and they're like, I don't know. I wasn't a suicide risk, so it was more just like, hey, you know, this is, you're you're being put in timeout. You were slightly abrasive. I, I mean, I was like, hey, can you treat me like a human and stop being a fucking weirdo? Like, mm. 
And so did you already you need to talk to me like that? Like you're fucking yeah, just yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Did you like did you already have your Mm. Did you already have your diagnosis then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it confronting though? I mean, it would have been pretty confronting. Had you been in one before or not? No, that was, it was annoying is what it was for me. Right. Because I, I just I think, don't take, I don't take anything they have to say to me seriously. Oh, what were they trying to say? Well, I mean, they were just like, being like, Okay, now we're gonna need to take your blood, and I'm like, why? Don't, please, don't steal my blood. That's fucked up. Um, they're like, well, it's just standard procedure. We do it to everyone, and I'm like, you don't need to do that. I'm okay. Like, it's just like, why can I not have autonomy over my fucking body? Go away. Don't steal my blood. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but they were like, all right, well, we're going to have to get the guards to hold you down. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> um, so did you do any group therapy or anything while you're no. in there? You didn't? One therapist who was like, I'm, who was like, actually like, you know, maybe treating me like a human. I'm like, hey, uh, those people over there are doing like um, some like weird shit. Can you just like come over here and like, be like, hey, don't, you know, you don't need to like do all this like fucking weird stuff to this person because like if you just talk to them normally like you can see like they're like fine <laughs> I mean, so like, what fine, what what fine, quote unquote. Oh. wait what did that therapist do that that made you feel that you were comfortable with them as opposed to the other people they didn't approach me with fear oh okay how did they approach you they were approaching me like openly, like you know, they didn't have any like assumptions made, and they were just like ready to listen. I was like, hey, you know, like I'm, I'm actually, I, I am actually charming when um people have not pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I might ask you how you got your diagnosis. Uh, yeah, that was um, I so that was I figured out more or less that I probably was going to qualify for this or whatever based on things that I had read. So I talked and to this person I knew who was a therapist and I was like, Hey, can you recommend me a therapist in my area? Cause I, w- I would have seen them otherwise. And they're like, yeah. And, um, they did that. And then that therapist couldn't stand me and she sent me to a different <laughs> therapist. And, um, <laughs> and, then and that one, yeah. That one could stand you. Yeah, he was. He was whatever. He was just boring. But did he? Did he want to keep seeing you? I don't really care. Okay, and so how did he diagnose you? Um. Well, that's a good question. I didn't ask him. Uh, I was not super. I was really not like engaged with this whole like therapy with him. And then how was that news delivered? Like, did he just go, you're too far gone, you've got NPD or? Too far gone, is that what yeah. they say about? That's not what he said. No, oh, really? He said there's hope for you? Well, yeah, like, uh, sorry, like uh, psychodynamic therapists don't see NPD the way others do. Oh, so he was a psychodynamic 
psychotherapist. I, yeah, I had a therapist recommended, like, you know, like, supposed to be one who could actually, like, handle it. He could. He could handle it. Wait, wait. So you knew someone who recommended the first therapist. Was she a psychodynamic psychotherapist? Right, yeah. And you, yeah, she was. The psychodynamic psychotherapist is you are you sign a contract with them, right? And so... Um, and that that binds them to you, you know. And I like that because um, oh, okay. I can be as mean as I want, um, theoretically. And but she broke that. Is that correct? We didn't. We didn't she... sign a contract yet. Oh, okay. And then you went to the second one and you signed a contract. Mm-hmm. Oh, until I... I terminate things, and then but I, I terminated things. So, can I ask what the conditions were? For what? Yeah, your conditions, like in the contract. Um, so it's like what my like responsibilities are or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Not like, it's not like, like what's... Hey, if you do this, you're bad and we're going to banish you or whatever. It's like, yeah, this but is it's a, still a, a threat to the treatment. Um, if you, you know, if you're missing sessions, you know, that's going to be a threat to like the, the contract, whatever, like Alliance and stuff, whatever, if you're not paying money and et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so it's basically turning up and paying. Is that correct? Well, I mean, you know, and like not being, you know, if, if I punch the therapist, that's going to be an issue. Um, yeah, violence. And, and yep. just like a, a few other things. Like I know I, I, that I don't have the documents, but uh, I, could, I could maybe, maybe get them. And what about their responsibilities? What did you understand their responsibilities as being? Um, that it's, so it's like, you know, unconditional positive regard for the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're like, oh, we will do this if we're going to be missing an appointment and we you know, like, we're not going to take, we're not going to give you access to our cell phone, like a regular, on a regular basis. So it's like, you have it in case of an emergency, but if you, you know, abuse it, then it's stuff like that. Um. Okay. Most of them are like, "Hey, you can call us once." Like, as far mm. that's like a, I don't know what I've heard. It was I don't know if that's standard or not. That's like, well, you call us once and we'll hear you out. But after that, if you call us again, you know, we're not going to pick up. <laughs> you, you you call the hospital now. So did you call? No, no, I didn't do that. Mm. I did. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had two of these therapists. So the first time I was actually in the hospital and I was just given an appointment uh, with a therapist and I went in and I was just climbing the walls with anxiety because they weren't giving me enough uh, sedatives and I went in and I just yelled Uh, and said. Inadequate. Yeah, I said I wanted more. And he said to me, uh, he said, oh, you're, you're angry. You're shouting because you're angry and you're angry because you're afraid. And I went, oh, wow. yeah. And I just sat down and I felt so much better. Um, and then, yeah, so it just clicked. And I hadn't heard of um, psychodynamic psychotherapy before that. But when he did that, it was like he reached in to my heart and where there was just this big mess and he grabbed it and pulled it out and it was such mm-hmm. a relief, like letting off steam. 
Um, I'm going to be yeah. real. I feel like he took on a role. Uh, I needed it. I'm I mean, sure. isn't that the idea? Don't you think? I, so here's here's how I perceived that interaction personally. And, like, yeah. I wasn't there. Um, I could be wrong. I could be misinterpreting. But he said, you are this, which is he defined you. Um, and to me, that's taking on a authoritative role. And so you were being unruly. And as soon as he took on the authoritative role, you gave him the relief from the pressure. And that sort of conditions him into taking on that authoritative role. Mm. I don't is, know. Yeah, which was to me a failure to contain on his part. And uh, no, no, it you contained. were able to successfully externalize. No, you externalize <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Okay. That's All right. like I said, I don't know. Could be wrong, but in my experience, therapists are usually supposed to offer their opinion carefully and not define you like that. Oh, I didn't feel defined. I just felt like, um, yeah, I felt like uh, a boil, and he just lanced a boil, and I felt better. Like the pressure mm -hmm. was released. Yeah, it's so, the pressure was released. Yeah, it was really good. Mm -hmm. And I saw him a few times and I did ring him once and he told me it wasn't an emergency. <laughs> and, yeah, he, he was basically, like, looking back, he was giving me, uh, it was like he was disciplining me and um, mm -hmm. pushing me to yeah. discipline myself, like going, okay. Yeah. He was parenting yeah. you. Yeah, he, he was parenting. Roll. He totally did. He failed yeah. to contain. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I'm being critical of him. I know you're probably you not are. like that because you I, idealized him. I got you. <laughs> no, that's not that wasn't that wasn't my second one. But what happened is, yeah, oh, and okay. then I yeah I moved states. So um, and then I went, eh, I'm not doing too well. So I wrote to him and got a recommendation and end up finding um, yeah, the second one that I stayed with for five years. But yeah, he and he was actually more gentle. He was older. Um, mm -hmm. He had like a, a white snowy beard and glasses. And yeah, he was just chill. So you're telling me because you are a big fan of um, psycho psychodynamic psychoanalysis. Mm -hmm. Were you already? And then um, yes, and, but I, then I started out on purpose. Yeah. So wait, so you're already a fan of it and then you went into that therapy but you still didn't click. Right. So what happened? It was not what I needed, I think. It was not transference-focused psychotherapy, for one, and it was not the program adapted for NPD. Okay. Um, and that's just not available to me. So mm. I, I really feel like um, I need um, – Probably this is going to be a little grandiose, but I, I probably need like a team of um, therapists who are going to need to be doing regular supervision um, in order to make sure that they're not acting out roles and like not getting uh, played by me because I'm I'm going to try you know because like if I, if I can do it, I don't feel like they're good enough. So yeah, okay. So what do you feel like you need? Like what would really be helpful? Like describe it in more detail. How do you imagine it? I, I, you know, this is definitely. I, 
I'm now, just literally right now, realizing this is probably grandiose fantasy. <laughs> um, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to need like an entire hospital. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Do you mean like the way you had like the Ambos and the Fireys and um, the Christians? Uh, no, no, like, that was everyone... they, didn't, they didn't need it. Was that like two people too many? And like you're happy with it about was annoying because I was like, hey, could anyone like talk to me without this dumb like scared look on their face? Like I'm a human, you know. Like I'm just trying mm. to like talk to somebody and get some like you know back and forth, not be like, okay, we hear you, you know. We're it's like shut up, just like fucking just get out of my face. You're wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me about again. Describe what you would need from a therapist or a team of therapists that would allow you to trust them. Okay, so I'm I'm a motherfucker. Um, I'm I'm kind of you know go, I'm gonna fuck with their heads. Okay, and I'm gonna try and find their weaknesses and I'm gonna try and break them. Okay, because. I need them to be able to like uh, handle me, like you know, person on my. Okay, huh. so this is like that safety thing where you'd like a that commitment, so that they're not going to disappear, and then you're mm-hmm. also testing them to see if they're strong enough mm-hmm. for you. Is that oh, correct? Yeah, I want to torture the fuck out of them. Okay, and that would be partly enjoyment, and also just to see if they are strong enough. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Right. So this guy then, you tested him and he didn't end up strong enough. Is that right? Um, he was, so he was, oh, he was strong enough, but I, I think he was honestly not um, being emotionally very vulnerable. And so it's more like he had oh. a ball and so he had a shield and he was just like, yeah, he's strong enough, but we weren't connecting. So how do you picture him or a therapist being emotionally vulnerable like how does that i imagine a friendship honestly i think i've heard therapy described as a professional friendship yeah but you know sort of like or companionship or something like that and i want somebody who's going to be a peer to me and like i'm i'm i know a lot of it um so you don't you don't want someone who would be above you? Is that what you're saying? Like in a more senior? Oh, I role? would love to find that. That's that's come on. Okay, because you I were don't just saying that exists. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, no, you you're saying you want a peer because you know a lot of shit. So already to me, that sounds like you're going. Uh, yeah, it's that sort of um, struggle of power. You know, are they going to be above me? Yeah. I'm, I know so, more than them. I will try to dominate them. Okay. So what and did I this... I need them to not, you know, not submit and not try to dominate me back. Okay. Right? Okay. So for you, the feeling is that if if you try and dominate them and they, they combat me, that... No, oh, but if does they that combat that they're weak? Okay, but then um, the possibility is that then they try and dominate you. Mm-hmm. That, so that's that power I mean, like, dynamic. One, they won't, but that's just going to be a waste of time at that point because we're just 
you know, like just trying to fucking play with power dynamic, yeah, play power games with each other and just like, mm-hmm. oh, you think you're having fun with me? Like, I, wh- what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> okay. I, I, so I, is that not wildly irresponsible to you? Feels like no, no, no. It's it's just like hearing um, how you're experiencing it. Hmm. You know, I can hear that. I will it's put not... in the work. I will if it is, they prove they're worth it. Okay. Um, but I don't hmm. want people who are going to just fucking like it's. I you know if if you act out. You know, if you have failings, that's fine. Own them, though. Like, I want people who are able to handle some fucking intense shit and uh, not um, not hate. Yeah, not, not, yeah, okay. Yeah. Or, you know, like, balance the hate with something else because, I don't know, I mean, whatever. Everyone's going to hate me, but. So you wait, can wait, hate wait. Me and also love me. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. So, am I hearing that you're saying, um, if they hear the intense shit, which is your life, then they're going to end up hating you, or they're going to end up afraid, like or something like that. I, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I'm going be so hard. Just like get out, just go away. <laughs> Yeah, and this is yeah, this is something I hear people saying that they don't want pity. Yeah, gross. Yeah. <laughs> so describe to me how pity feels when you believe you're experiencing it. It's oh, um, I'm unable to actually perceive the world as anybody but myself. Um, I'm unable of empathy. Um and I think that, um, you know, you're pathetic and weak and sad and that you just weren't able to do anything but suffer and there's no way you could possibly thrive in such an environment, right? Um, okay, so you feel that's what they're thinking about you? They're not saying that, obviously. Okay. So do you it, – it's like – Unless someone is kind of uh, brusque or or whatever, and if they seem to be in any way soft or kind or whatever. Kind kind of is fine. Okay, so what is okay for you as far as kindness? Like what do you experience as being kind? It's, um, you know, it's... um, not sacrificing yourself um it's i guess a kind of um choosing to do something for another person um not because you're looking down on them but because you know like hey i can do this for you um you know you don't have to say yes or whatever it's just like i'm offering and it's like respectful i don't know it's like Mm-hmm. and it's like yeah you know like uh i'm a human like i got shot in the leg like i need a doctor like mm. that. That's so you care often, or whatever. okay so you can experience care or something like it as they're looking down on you is that yeah. right 
Yeah, okay. And, like, when I overdosed, everyone in the hospital was trying to give me a fucking lecture. It's like, oh, my God. Just, mm-hmm. like, I get it. You're doing this for yourself because you like to feel better than me. Like, like, wow. Stupid, stupid homeless junkie. Like, fucking, uh, they don't know what's good for them. I need to tell them, like, how to live their life. And it's like, thank you. This is really, mm. really what I needed right now. Okay. And so, and do you feel that like a lot in in life when people interact with you, you feel that they're if they're showing care, they're looking down. Absolutely. Okay. Most people are not capable of empathizing, in my opinion. Okay. So, all right. So, what is empathizing? You mean? I think empathy is at a certain level being able to distinguish that somebody is able to experience the world different than me. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. And so they need to be able to show me that they understand how I experience the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're like, wow, that sounds horrible. You had to do what? And it's like, no, I didn't have to do it. I did it, and it was fun. <laughs> So, yeah, you you feel like to feel safe, yeah, you feel like um, you want the other person to listen to you and understand how you experience it and also not to judge you for it, to just I, accept you. So empathy should involve me being able to feel seen and it's like they are able to be like, you know, I, I think that you experience the world this way. And it's like, you know, yeah, I do. You got it right. You, you're starting to apparently get to know me. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like they can they can sort of understand me. And, um, like, even uh, I guess the best form of empathy would be helping me understand me. Oh, uh, yeah. So what makes you feel seen? Um. Well, I think uh, the very basics, I would need to um, have my surface level, you know, like, don't dive into my subconscious if you can't even get the surface right. Like, it's like, I, because, yeah. And so in transparent psycho, uh, focused psychotherapy, a lot of the ways that they, this is what I think is probably one of the most key breakthroughs in empathizing in general is uh, they focus and especially with, you know, NPD uh, patients um, on their countertransference. Mm-hmm. to say they feel something that I made them feel. And instead of reacting based on that feeling, they reflect and then they're like, hey, I'm feeling this way. I think that's, you know, because you're also feeling that way. And it's like they identified this sort of mirror or like, transference and it's like you know yeah i do feel like that like because it's usually not obvious from the um what's it called the the uh if you're looking at the interaction people always are not always but like very often will misidentify what i'm actually feeling because i'm purging a lot of those feelings and other people Mm -hmm. does that mean you 
you, do you have trouble um, identifying your feelings within yourself and you're looking to the therapist? Yeah, so you don't know what you feel or you don't feel or, or what is it? What's what's the sensation inside? I perceive uh, I have this emptiness or this nothingness or this blankness. You know, it's like I don't, have, I don't even have thoughts sometimes. And I'm just... <sighs> When I'm blank, I'm actually probably not in control, and it's I'm not even aware of that because like I don't have thoughts. And uh, if a okay. therapist can contain that and be like, "Hey, I, I think you're feeling this way," then I might be able to connect with that feeling that I have. You know, I don't have any feelings at that moment. And if mm-hmm. I can connect with that feeling, then I can start to contain it and choose a different course of action instead of being compelled to act out that feeling. Mm-hmm. So you're really looking for someone to, yeah, to feel it and then to pass it back to you so you can connect to it. Is that right? Not to, it's uh, to reflect on their own, yeah, experience and then to sort of uh, help me see what's going on based on the fact that they're able to feel their feelings when I can't. So, because otherwise I would have no way of being able to contain what I have no idea I'm feeling. Yeah. Okay. So, I want to ask you how you came to transference focused psychotherapy. Like, how did you hear about it? Because well, everyone says MPD is hopeless, right? Oh, yeah. So, no, there's wait. One, okay. There's one form of therapy that is designed specifically for MPD. Yeah. And it has very high success rates. Okay. You went to see this therapist. He gave you the diagnosis. So how did he give you that? Let's go back to that. Mm-hmm. How did he give you your formal diagnosis? Just face-to-face. Okay, he just told you. And how was that moment for you? Was that like, fuck? I, I don't think I felt anything. I was just like, I, I, you know, kind of excited for that. So how long after that did you leave the therapy? I don't know. I got what I came for. Yeah. Okay. So you just wanted the diagnosis. No, but I wasn't connecting. So I was just like, I what I wanted was transparent focused psychotherapy, and that was what I couldn't get. Mm-hmm. So what you wanted was someone who could uh, connect you to your emotions. Someone who was specifically understanding of what you know somebody like me would need. Mm-hmm. And so you'd already knew about TFP before you went in to see him. Yeah, I do a lot of research. Like, uh, I'm a, I, I, I tweak and geek. So, yeah. So you've how long have you been researching TFP for? A few years now. Um, probably like two, two and a half years. And I, am I, I, cur- go. I went, I went hard into that. Like, like how, what you told me you just stayed I, up all night I, reading. I, yeah. I would read, um, the, the best things were the, um, clinical vignettes where mm-hmm. I could get the actual, like, um, breakdown of, of how they applied it to a person, a real person. And that's, that's always very interesting because they're, uh, clinical vignettes are the best. I don't know if you, if you, yeah, you were reading some of those, right? Like in that, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like, so they, they're just really illuminating. Um, yeah, because it's just sort of abstract theory, isn't it? Until you see right. how it works. Yeah. Right. And it's like, wow, you know, like they actually connected with this person. Like I didn't think that would ever happen in my life. You know, oh, like I didn't think so- that anyone would ever be able to do that with me. I was just sort of resigned to like uh, humans are the worst and they should die. Like, yeah. It, so that's that feeling of aloneness. I, contempt is what it felt like for me. You know, just like scorn. Okay. So does that mean that you, you until that time that you read about it, you just had sort of given up on people and said, well, I'm never, yeah, I'm never going to be able to connect and I'm just scornful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I'm just going to do what I want to do and fuck, fuck everyone else. Fuck okay. Everyone else is anyway. So that must have been pretty powerful to read about that and feel that there was a hope. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. Like, I, I fucking, you know, the biggest, uh, what's it called, um, zealot now about it, like, <laughs> like I, I looked at all these video lectures, you know, and I was just oh, like, really? Oh, all yeah, the ones on I was, I was like Otto Kernberg and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the, 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 the Yemen's the nice dude, yeah, that dude. yeah, yeah. Um, but the Kernberg lectures were really good too. Um, they're a little. He's like not the best like speaker for holding your attention, but like I was. A motivated B on this. So, yeah. Wow. And so, did you get because I know? So I don't know. Yeah. So mine wouldn't have been TFP, but I did ask my therapist, and I'm pretty sure. So it would have been 15 years ago. I'm pretty sure he said it was psychodynamic, psychoanalytic, mm-hmm. psychotherapy, um, and. Certainly the first year would have been the building rapport. And that was when, yeah, I just felt miraculous. Like, wow, this person is actually, mm-hmm. it was like I was in a shell. I was just turned away. And then with him, I started to turn my head and look at him and go, oh, there's a possibility here. You know, the, it, it is possible to have someone who, who can hear me, and I started to creep towards him. Um, And then once that trust was built, he started to point out things that really hurt my ego. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that was quite infuriating and painful. Fuck yes. Um, And I think I've described it as regularly I would feel my – ego flipped out of my chest and landing on some hot grill and sizzling and deflating at the same fucking time. How I was it? it as being thrown out of a building. You know, oh. what is that word? A defenestrator or whatever. De- yeah, word. yeah. So that's a whole body feeling yeah. and not just a part of you. Right. Yeah, but like, Whoa, could you the smell the burning happened? flesh? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, so that that to me like suggests it's like, totally changing your view of the world i hate like, that yeah. yeah if you're falling out of a building it's like you're upside down and your whole view of the world is turned upside down it was like i was sneaking into their house like you know and i'm like fucking just like just having the time of my life and they don't even know i'm in here and then like it's like oh i got caught nobody's yep. ever caught me before 
Oh, they just mm. my ass out the window. <laughs> so you would have like really respected them then. Yeah. Because <laughs> they caught you. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But you got this through reading. No, I got this through an interaction. Like, with you who? Have to, you have to have an interaction with another person. You can't do this in your own. But you're saying that you didn't stick with a therapist. So who did this for no, you? No, no, this was not a therapist. This was um, this was somebody who was uh, very, very, no, like, a peer. A peer, essentially. Very knowledgeable. Okay. You're a friend. So this happened, like, after you saw the therapist and left and you've developed your knowledge and now you have a peer who is actually catching you out on stuff. Mm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, do, do you think if you didn't have that knowledge, would you be open to being caught out? Yes, I wanted to be at a certain level. Like, I did. Okay. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, I want to be challenged. Mm hmm. You know, like, and I, I, I just destroy fucking people. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, like, I'm not trying to even brag here. It's just like people don't realize, like, how, how weak they are. And it's weird to me that they can just live like that. Like, and uh, I've got my own sort of personal ideas about, like, why that is in our society that like, people are so okay with being, like, docile and domesticated, as I call it. Mm hmm. And so, um, but yeah, no, like it's just so easy to involve in this. And I, I don't like that. I think that makes them feel like they're not a real person. Like, what is, I like, it's why can't anyone, like, clean? why can't anyone realize, like, what's going on? Like, why is nobody self aware? Like, okay. So what you're doing is you're hurting other people, is that correct? And then you want to be challenged. Yeah, but like um, not consciously, and then you want to be challenged on that. But you're I, you're I, I want them to see what I'm doing. Okay. And is that respect? Okay. So who's respecting who? And are you squirming around? Yeah, because I, I am. Yes, I'm hearing all these noises. Uh, I put my phone down and I picked it up and I put my phone down and I picked it up. Have you got something you can, like, massacre with your fingers instead of your phone? Um, yeah. Okay. You got it? You're fiddling again. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, there was noise. Uh, okay, is that Okay. Am I, is this like school now? Am I going to have to like keep my hands like under my, you know, like ass if I'm kind of just like not like way around? I don't know. You're twitchy. I am tweaky. You're tweaky. Tweaky, twitchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think one of the worst interactions is when people are afraid of me because it's like, I, you've just surrendered, you know, I can just do whatever I want now. Mm hmm So that, you want someone doing shit. You want someone to push back. Yeah, or I mean, you're not, you're a bitch. Only if you keep 
I'm doing what you're doing. Them? Oh, yeah, to you. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not, not a serial killer level yet. So. Mm-hmm. And so if if you did meet that right therapist, so you imagine it would take years? Yeah, and, and definitely supervision, like regular supervision, which is uh, when another they, – they're also getting therapy with another therapist to be like, hey, uh, I'm really, you know, like going through some intense shit with this client and I want to make sure that I'm like understanding things and I could use your like – advice and for us to process things and stuff like that because like if you don't have that like it could the alliance could break down or whatever the therapeutic alliance because they're going to start to hate me mm-hmm. wow it sounds like you're almost torn between wanting to be hated and wanting to be safe to me i want I, you know i think i should be able to be hated safely mm-hmm. but because like so easy to get people to just abandon everything they supposedly believe in and do all sorts of fucked up shit because you're being you're being bad and that means I get to do anything I want to you now. It's like, oh does it? Okay. Wait, say that again. No, but like you're you're hurting my feelings, so that means I get to do anything I want to you now. Like, oh cool. I bet. So you feel that you can provoke them, and then when they're mm-hmm. hurt, they will abandon all their. Um, oh yeah, they'll turn into a monster. Yeah, and then hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm. <laughs> you did it. To me. You you made me do. It. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And then I'm apparently God. So. Ah, and that makes you feel powerful. Oh, yeah. Mm. But then part of you doesn't want it. Part of you hates it. i with them too, yeah. Okay. Does part of you want it then and part of you really, yeah, feel that disgust? Yeah. Yeah. So you're hoping, so part of you wants it, but you're also beyond that hoping for someone who can contain you and see through the bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, it's not necessarily bullshit either. It's really not like like I'm I might be doing something that's genuinely like fucking like fucking intense. Okay, so you could either be fucking with them, or you could be experiencing something intense. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking you know like say I'm just saw somebody get shot right in front of me. I'm like you know I don't feel anything in that moment, but I might you know go home and be like do something fucked up to this somebody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because I'm probably feeling something underneath. Yeah. Okay. So you want someone to call you out on your bullshit, but when you're genuinely suffering, you want them to be able well, to contain it. You keep calling it bullshit. And so, like, that to me already sort of indicates a judgment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I doing this? You know, because I'm just an evil motherfucker who just, you know, doesn't like want to do anything good i just want to like be a be a bad person it's like i don't know like, probably there's a reason okay so you want someone to be able to read um when you're trying to manipulate them 
or, or, you know, just in general, I want them to not assume that when I'm doing something that they don't like or that they're experiencing as hurtful or whatever the fuck, they should consider that maybe there's something going on with me. Huh. You want them to read your intentions underneath. Because I'm often not aware of them myself. Okay. Like, you know, today I'm like, you know, maybe I'm just going to be a motherfucker today. I don't know. It seems fun. And it's like, you know, actually, um, I, my best friend of 15 years isn't talking to me anymore. So. Mm. <laughs> did you, did you fuck with them? Like, did you, in your last interactions with your friend, did you go and, and you were feeling like, woohoo, and you think you did something to hurt them and, and that. I don't know that. Okay. Okay. Like, I really don't. But the, I, I was I was psychotic in our last interactions, and I don't know what I did. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so you could easily have done something to hurt them. I yeah, but my memory of it is probably very different from theirs. Yeah, yeah. Is that a repeated pattern? Has that happened a no, lot I've, with I've friendships? Been, well, it's happened. It was so like during my first like episode of psychosis. It was just like yeah. You know, People who I'd known for years who, like, and the way that I maintain that safely is I don't fuck with them. And it's like, you know, I like having you around, so I'm not going to, like, jeopardize this. So I'm going to keep some distance and, you know, we can, like, interact and stuff and that'll be cool. And it's just like, hey, I decided I want to show up at your house. (laughs) Mm. So you'd show up out of the blue. Or do something, like, that's just, like oh, I'm feeling uncomfortable and that means that you're a bad person and, um, you know, there's no possible, like, explanation for this other than you're a bad person and I do that in my life. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, me. So you're saying you had a period of psychosis and you were really um, acting out and you uh, sort of... I was doing weird shit, let me tell you. Yeah. And you were interacting with your friends, and instead of understanding what was going on inside you, they oh, even, just even caring, right? It's like this is not normal for me. They should know that. But they didn't give a fuck. No. So you felt they didn't care about you? Absolutely they didn't. Okay. So what did they do that made you feel that um they didn't care about you? Well, they cut me off. Oh, uh, okay. So it wasn't in their words. How else do you express that you don't give a fuck about somebody than saying, hey, I want you to be dead to me. So you don't, it it doesn't seem like maybe um, they just couldn't handle it and they care about you, but um, they just couldn't. I'm feeling, I'm feeling uncomfortable and I can't, I can't handle this emotionally. So I want you to be dead to me. What the fuck kind of bullshit is that? Hmm. That's interesting because I would say everybody has limits. Yeah, and, that, and and people have to protect themselves. Whatever. Yeah. That that really. I just can't accept that. Yeah, and I I can hear that that hurts. That people have those limitations. I mean, it's just it's like is is there a good human? in the world I mm. it's a good question isn't it mm-hmm. I would like to meet them that'd, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be cool mm-hmm. 
Mm. That's yeah. Okay, so you've you've always felt that there's no good human. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So people have let you down. Is that right? Yeah. Um, even from early. Mm-hmm. And you, I think you've mentioned too that you tried to reach out as a child. Mm-hmm. A- and you weren't heard? Um, I mean, I was, you know, yeah. Uh, what a dumb thing to do, right? So who who humiliated you and how did they do it? Oh, God, do we, do, do we have to go into that? Like, no, <laughs> we don't. This is, this is episode, like, one for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just Childhood, curious. come on. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, don't have to go there at all. We can if you want. It's just yeah. I I heard. Do you know I heard the sadness there? The sadness. Yeah. You can you about feeling murders? Feeling murders. Feeling murders. Yeah. yeah. I, I okay. Get, I get like I get a little cold. You get cold. Mm-hmm. You get cold. Mm-hmm. Well, cold's like emotional. Yeah. Like, I I get more and more into it, and it just gets like blacker, and like I feel less and less. I'm just like, you know, this is a good talk. I think I'm going to go out and hurt some people. Yeah. So, if I can go back, I heard you become sad when you. Okay, so that's interesting because that would be your perception of me. Yeah. How did you feel? I felt. That would be your countertransference. Yeah, so I felt, um, okay, so we've been chatting and then Mm -hmm. the mood really dropped and your voice went soft and... Oh, you're dodging it, you're dodging it. How did you... No, no, no. Yeah, okay. Um, So I felt, do you want me to say the feelings that I felt from you or my own feelings? Your feelings. Okay. Did you feel sad? yeah i went i went not like um i feel sorry but just feeling like you know the temperature in a room goes down and the oh. mood goes down and so no yeah, it wasn't cold, cold. I, I and wait what i'm what i went through was i felt um so the walls dropped down mm-hmm. and um, the energy dropped down and that's that's like when you release and you kind of are faced with something difficult and you stop fighting and uh, you feel sad um, and not sort of defeated, not not defeated but like, oh. Um, yeah, so and- I perceived it as like I just got to a really big hill and I'm like, oh, my God, like this is going to be a fucking drag. Hmm. Okay. I'm and like judging you... like how much I want to like you know start walking up this hill right now, like you know because it's gonna like wear me out or something. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you feel grim, maybe P- pessimistic a little bit. It's more just like like a, what is it? Um, just just anticipating that I was going to have to um do something that was going to be like a pain in the hands. Mm-hmm. 
And then you started talking about feeling cold and murderous. Mm. So I wondered if maybe when you feel sad, then you switch into that. Probably. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. And do you want to talk about your childhood at all? Um, you dodged your feelings again, but <laughs> you did mention them a little bit. It's just like that's that's one of the the, the tricky things is um in countertransference analysis is that the therapist has to be able to be vulnerable and express their feelings, and like that means they have to contain them and identify them, and then they can't just be mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I feel this way." That means you feel this way. They have to be like, "Hey." Doing this okay, way. okay, Maybe okay. You do. All right. You know, they, yeah, offer I th- they offer it. Okay, I think I know what you're asking. So, not defining me. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I feel um I feel lower, um and mm-hmm. less uh, less upbeat, but okay. uh closer to the ground, and yeah. softer, more vulnerable. Softer. Yeah. Because so it seems like I put my vulnerability in you because I don't feel that. Okay. Yeah, I that's do. I, yeah, I feel softer because it's coming close to something that's painful and mm. I heard you letting go of some walls, I think, um, and therefore we, I think we can go to somewhere that's more painful and I will feel more painful well, listening to it. Yeah, and, and so that's the thing is you're saying I let go of those walls. I didn't, um, and I'm not going to. And so, like, but but if you felt that way, it's perhaps your walls that got I, – I managed to do something to get you to lower your walls, and then you projected Yeah, yeah, and, and what it was was the tone of your voice dropping mm-hmm. and that mood dropping down to that more e- – ah. Maybe it's the more inner. No, it wasn't. It doesn't Fire. feel cold. Mm. It, it feels um, more personal, and yeah, less grandiose. Actually, you know, like uh, less animated you, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, um, yeah, less less exuberant, but more intimate. Mm, sure. Yeah, intimate. more personal. Yeah, more intimate and. Um, it feels, um, yeah, it feels like you could be sharing something quite personal, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's uh, that's harder in a way. And that I have to, like, if you go into that with someone, then you have to drop your walls to be able to go with them. So it becomes mm-hmm. more personal. Yeah, that's how it feels. I didn't feel softer, by the way. I just grabbed murders. I felt like I was getting harder, like colder, and yeah. Yeah. And so I, I what I think happened is I, I put my vulnerability into into you and it's like, hey, I, I'm not gonna do this, but maybe you will for me and you just, you can contain it for me and help me figure out what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I feel like I was responding, but we mm-hmm. were going I think, the, I, think you did, I think you did actually pretty good. So thank you. Well, do you want to go into your childhood? Uh, no, no, no. Maybe next okay. time. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Are you getting any more feels? 
from all of the interactions and stuff recently? So just now, I will tell you what I felt when you mentioned like the things that you did and the way that you talked about it. I felt predatory, arousal, yeah, excited, and like I was going to hurt you. And that was yeah. going to be fun. So when I admitted to you, was that when I admitted to you feeling more personal and intimate and thus more vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Okay. So how did you imagine that going then? I imagine you um, crying and then doing, you know, weird gross things and being like, you, you must be like, so I would have been like, just fucking fucking with you at a certain point because you would not be able to like see me. I don't know. That's sort of like my prediction is just like how it goes with most people because they're just like unable to accept certain things sometimes. Um, so when I like that you came down though. I did like that. Like why? Why is that? Because I'm all the way down. Ah. Oh wow. That's amazing. So does that mean I'm above you? Mm-hmm. Ah. So all this time we've been talking, you've been right down at the bottom. The absolute lowest of the low. Ah, oh, how does that feel? Does it? It feels powerful. Uh, why does it feel powerful? Because if you're dead, you can't be hurt. Hmm. And how do you experience deadness? I am free from weakness, free from all of these things that hold people back, like socially, and able to do whatever I want. I'm able to um, see things just so clearly, and <laughs> I'm able to control you... myself extremely well. Mm-hmm. So, and when you talk about seeing people, mm-hmm. you're talking about seeing uh, maybe their hostility or their antisocial, their subconscious antisocial traits. When, when you read them you really well, when yeah. you said what you did, I stepped into mm-hmm. this mode where I'm just like, "You are my prey. My eyes are mm-hmm. trained on you, and they are not going to read you. I'm studying you. I'm going to notice every little twitch, every little change in your breathing, every little change in your heartbeat. I'm going to see if you're sweating. I'm going to see if you're doing any sort of nervous reaction. I am. I can feel you." better than like I can feel myself. Okay. So you're connecting you're connecting with my vulnerability, but I am in looking the role... for your weakness, yes. Yeah. It's like so, I just I just sniffed a I just sniffed a drop of blood in the water, you know. Okay. And, and it's I'm on like time. yeah. So you're really attracted to oh, my yeah. vulnerability. Okay. And that's what, yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay. This is going to be fun. Okay. And you want to connect to it, but as a predator. Hmm. Mm. 
what about if I said, well, maybe you just want to connect with my vulnerability and your predatory approach is just like a wrapping covering your own vulnerability? Sure. Yeah? Um, maybe. Okay. So, yeah, because that's quite intimate, isn't it? Mm, you could say. Um, uh, usually what it is is people get caught up in their feelings and they don't see me anymore because their emotions got overwhelming and they couldn't contain them. And um, now they are my twin. They're your twin? My boy. Toy. Okay. So, mm. Sorry, I just got to think about this. <laughs> so it it is really a connection, like you yeah, you, you come that, yeah. towards yeah you come towards someone when they're vulnerable, ah, in like a predatory a way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hunger! Wow. Mm -hmm. So you hunger for their vulnerability. Yeah. You're, you're so focused I'm, I'm, on it. Their weakness, their weakness is delicious. Okay. And what are the feelings that you get from that deliciousness? Um, it's exquisite pleasure. Mm, in what way? Like how, how do you think of it? Like how do you think of what you're going through? Power. Ah. I, I, I'm able to like. I, I feel this person like deeply and I I can twirl them around and it's like oh you you just became like um you know like a a puppet for me to like ride around you know I, I can literally just be like a, a car and I can just hop in you uh run you to the ground and then hop out and be in the best. okay so you almost take over the person Absolutely, they're mine. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and can I bring it back to just a minute ago, you said you were right at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then is this your moment to be higher up? Oh, no, I'm staying at the bottom. Okay. But you've gone into them and then you have power over them. Does that mean you feel mm -hmm. that you've brought them down to your level? Um, no, that never happens. There's no way they'll, they, they, can't, they can't handle it here. Okay. But it then, okay. But it's still, I can, I can hear that sort of power thing in there that mm -hmm. you've taken over them, then you're dominating them. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah. Even though you're down the bottom. That's interesting. It's because I'm down at the bottom. Like uh, it's like I'm in the abyssal, like part of the ocean, you know. Where the, mm -hmm. the scary the scariest monsters are. And that's how you see yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. But for me personally. Because it gives me more of a sense of who you are or how you experience the world. Yeah. 
Hmm. People people get excited by it and they're like, ooh, like we're gonna this is gonna be fun or whatever, right? It's like yeah, you don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> okay. But you'll be one. Hmm. So we just went down in mood mm-hmm. and you sense vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't want to go into your childhood. I will. Do you I want to like, now? I'm like, we've been recording for how long? For like two hours? Right? Two hours and 18 minutes. Is that enough for I now? Think, I think, yeah, I think we can take a break and we can do it next yeah. time. Yeah. Because okay. I guess where I'm at. Because I, I have some other things that I got to do too. Yeah. Yep. And the childhood doesn't have to come. Unless you want it to. Right, because, like, what I'm connected to in my childhood is not the things that you'll feel. Like, you know. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm safe I think in it, any way because I, I can't be hurt. Yeah. Okay. So, Mud, uh, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank um it was, it was great. I've been. But can I run and have a pee? Because I'm starting to bust now that I've had four cups of coffee and a cup of tea. Wait. Let me put my headphones back in. Fucking, this is podcast gold. Oh, you've gone mute again. Oh. <sighs>